Yeah, it's recording now, I know. It gave me the sound, Justin. Very helpful. Put your oxygen mask on first before you help those around you because it's going to be a really bumpy flight here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. The Owl Coaster is stuck upside down. I am uh, the furthest west of the host this week. I am somewhere near the Illinois-Indiana line on my way out to Utah. However, I have not let that stop me. I have all the accoutrements. So I'm actually impressed. I'm excited like a I guess this is technically a suite, whatever, but they have proper <laughs> glassware. I have a legitimate double old fashioned glass in the cabinet, which I have filled with ice from the refrigerator behind me. Uh, the sugar that I assume is supposed to go on my coffee tomorrow morning and my usual traveling companions, a bottle of Angostura bitters and a small flask of wild turkey 101. And I have made a bourbon old fashioned. So wherever I go, here I am. Wherever I go, I'm also joined by first in New England, our now lone remaining New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Evan. Good to see you guys. Uh, I've gone back to old, reliable Shoveltown Brewery's uh, summer ale. Um, it's their signature summertime wheat ale. Uh, it's brewed with lemon, uh, wildflower, honey, and ginger. It's pretty crisp and refreshing. And uh, given the temperatures that we have, my lack of air conditioning, and the fact that I foolishly chose to go for a run this evening, it's exactly what I need. Also on the line, Justin's already spoiled it in Ohio. It's our Ohio album. Evan Skelter. Evan, what are you drinking? Good evening, fellas. Um, tonight, it's Maker's Mark 101 straight. Um, but what makes it so special is that I'm drinking out of my uh, Chicago Athletic Club glass. Uh, for those of you watching the Zoom stream, which is just two people, no, no. <laughs> it's not, not even something we actually do. Um, they could see it, though. And the reason that's so special is because I got this, uh, obviously, at the Chicago Athletic Association uh, Hotel during Paul Owen's wedding. So, mm. um it was boy three four five years ago by now yeah uh great times time ago really yeah. and always good memories pulling this out i don't know how many good main memories we make in this week but we're gonna do a show we will cover wednesday's uh exciting for the neutral three three draw against pompey we'll do some wednesday news and we will preview two upcoming fixtures a league one clash with mk dons and a League Cup clash with, somehow, again, Sunderland. But we will start with the opening fixture. And we're doing a little different this year. I like to mix things up. I think everyone's well aware at this point, if you've been listening for however many goddamn years we've been doing this podcast. As evidenced, but, as evidenced by him bringing bitters everywhere he goes. He likes to mix yeah. things and up. Mix a, mix, a, mix a drink. We're going to mix up the podcast. Instead of doing thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm just going to ask you, we'll play fast and loose here. The idea is one word that sums up the match against Portsmouth. 
Justin, one word. Excitement. Excitement. All right. Not all positive, but it was exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very. We got a little bit of everything, right? So we got a very kind of like 2021, 2022 Wednesday game where they start off strong at home, especially get the early goal and then to like press for a second, but never actually get it. I know in the New York Owls WhatsApp group, we're like, when's the equalizer coming? Everyone's like right after halftime. And then sure enough, <laughs> always old reliable Wednesday. You have the equalizer after halftime. And then the second half was, I think about as open uh i don't know if open's even the right word but about as a uh, an exciting football game as we've seen around these parts in a while you know i i actually well, i don't want to spoil it with my one word but i am so last week we talked a little bit about kind of the momentum and the the attitude around the club and if we lose a match early on, especially by a devastating margin or with a last second winner or Those loser in our very case happy with the first half. And then the second half. Mm. Well, and that's, what's interesting is that one scenario we didn't really go over was um, kind of a split uh, fan base, which is what we have. I think we have folks on one hand that are like uh, really pissed off at the club already, you know, ready to throw their season tickets in the river uh, or season ticket or whatever that card is. Um, and then we have folks like me, I guess, that are enthusiastic. Um, you, you know, get get straight into talking about the defense, I guess, for a second. That they're strange, stupid errors that we see all the time as Wednesday fans. Um, you know, the the one of the goals was just complete. I don't know. What do you, what do you want to call it, Justin? Ball watching. Or just falling asleep just one of them. in the center. Well, the, this is the you know, um, <laughs> this is the first one, and then you know, w- one of them was whatever a decent a decent goal, normal looking goal, and then the other one was just complete lack of communication on the back line where someone slid in front of one guy in front of another, and no one was behind to, to mark. I mean, it's there. You don't even need to be an analyst to break down what happened. Uh, it just was pure lack of focus and communication. But remember, last week we talked about all the different players we've brought in and all the flexibility this we have. Needs time to gel, Evan. Well, forget that. It's not even the gel part. It's the fact <laughs> that, like, if this if this particular backline doesn't work out, then we've got other options. And a whole new backline yeah, every week. That's, sure, that's the thing that the good teams do is they just change the uh, backline every week. You know, I can tell you're you're more pessimistic than me, Jeff. Uh, yeah, the the jokes so that you're will, throwing out here. I will, um, I will get. I will give you my word. Okay, those bounce off that. My word is fizzed. Fizzed. There you go. Yeah. Meaning it's a dual meaning. Yeah. That, so that's a, what that's what we should be opening with, honestly, Jeff. Like, take well, it no, away. So, this, despite everything else, we we need to talk about his game and and what that oh, could yeah, mean going I mean, forward. We got a taste of this in the preseason, where it's just like I was a was a. I don't remember which game it was where he just like literally bounced. It's a Burnmouth game, right? Where he just like bounced off a Premier League defender and like then crossed in front of him and just popped one into the into the goal. And like he really does offer something else in midfield at this level that the team just did not have last year. And you can also see him growing into his game as a more complete midfielder. Like he was picking passes better. But he was also being like, okay, it's it's my time to shine, right? It's like I'm gonna 
do what I have to do in this spot. And like he can take over a game. And look, it's I was talking to someone about this. It's the laziest comp in the world because he's black and he's from Man City, but he everyone's saying, Oh, it's like Yaya Torre. And no, that's not that's you don't want to put that on a player, but man, he is about as complete a midfielder an attacking midfielder as I've seen at this club in a while. Well, and that's, you're right, Jeff. I mean, that's, and you know, especially with your baseball background, yeah. the, the amount of uh, comparisons, lazy comparisons that come in based on race or, or, you know, body type or things like that. But it's, it's hard to not see that. If you think of Yaya Torre, it was pace, it was power, it was strength, it was shots from outside, yeah. it was, turning and running at people the game opened with fizz getting the ball uh 35 yards out turning and running at their d and blasting past people and he did that all day uh the confidence to be able to take that second goal the, the third goal i thought was maybe even better i actually leapt to my feet and yelled oh my god when he let that thing go because he just blasted that in the net well, but the were, confidence to take that second shot too because like the oh, first totally. goal is kind of like Ross Wallacey, right? The little skidding, cutting in and skidding the ball across the, you know, putting it right in the little, the little one hopper in the corner that's just too hot for the keeper to handle. The set, the third goal, the one for the, the final equal, is just absolute, just put your laces through it. Like the ball just drops you and you just make something happen out of nothing, really. If there was no net, that ball might have gone out of the stadium <laughs> over the cop. Like he blasted that. Um, but but I, I think you're right. Like I, I have throughout my notes on the game is just little bits, you know, fizz with an attack uh, on the ground. First minute uh, fizz, you know, covering passes, fizz run past, gets the ball back, passes outside, distributes 46 minute, like just all game long. He was a, he was a metronome in that, in that midfield and, and and i don't know how much playing time he's going to get over the course of the year i don't know how this midfield will balance out um you know we we obviously I didn't even see a deneran right um well no oh, he's the first you know second name on the team sheet uh based on that performance but well, it, it was really thing, nice right? to like see because a, he's with him bannon and buyers it's a little bit of an unbalanced midfield which i think we did see on the defensive end right a little bit like the other so the the dual meaning of fizz is like the fizzed in crosses that the back three couldn't deal with and like look when you start marvin johnson and jack hunt you got to know the balls are going to come down the channel like teams are going to attack that and try to put in crosses and like your center when you don't have a covering midfielder specifically your center backs have to well be buyers to, but right buyers but yeah it's not ideal like he can do it but it's not ideal yeah. No, that's why I thought we'd Your see. Your center backs uh, have to folks. get their positioning and their spacing right, and they just did not. Yeah, but forget about positioning and spacing. Like, like I said before, the the <clears throat> there was one, and yeah, unfortunately, you guys will have to tell me which which center back it was that that fell asleep. Like literally, when the pass was sent into the box. The man was unmarked in our defender halfway when the ball was halfway there was like, oh, shoot, I have to step to this guy. And like, I mean, it was just absurd. Right. And then the the other one I'm referring to is. I think the third one, but e either way, 
is the one again where there were two men attacking the box, attacking two seams, and it was just literally a, a lack of communication. Like whoever was behind the second guy should have said to the first one, "Hey, you need." It just it was just. Yeah, spacing, sure, not great, but it's yeah, the communication. It's, like, it's the falling asleep. It's just like, hey, yeah, it's, we got to get like that worked finding, out. Finding seams, finding space, and just the, covering defenders there. Yeah. The the first goal was on a corner, I believe, or it might have been a weird free kick from, like, out on the side. That was actually Gregory's man that got the header on it. Gregory was back covering. Um, and the second one was uh, Don Mayorfa completely losing his Gregory. man. <laughs> well we had everybody back in the box you know it was everybody pick up a man it was gregory's guy that managed to escape him and get behind uh the second goal was iorfa being completely asleep and the yeah. third goal was iorfa and jack hunt uh not communicating and that you know i i i was not uh despite what paul owen thinks uh i i was incredibly disappointed with uh dom iorfa's uh, appearance and, and i love big dom and you could see the benefits of him when we were going forward, but he was an absolute liability at the back. And when you're trying to embed two other new uh, central defenders into your lineup, uh, you, you can't have the veteran be the one making blatant mistakes like that. That was that was a difficult a game, good for game Dom. overall. Um, so there's some like good stuff. I thought he was the from. best of the back three for yeah. sure. And again, uh, you can look at this game and be like, all right. Portsmouth is one of the better teams in this league. It was the opening day of the season. Weird stuff can happen. We got, you know, we got the very boring nil-nil draw last year. We got a very exciting 3-3 draw last year. But, you know, the, the fixtures come fast and furious, and it's a, it's a tough start to the schedule. You, I don't know. I expected them to kind of run away with it after the first goal. We even talked about the first goal, which was a lovely cross and finish for Marvin Johnson. But, you know, that kind of got... Pete Lohman out, but, did uh, a great job of breaking it down. Friend of the pond, Peter Lohman. Uh, go check his Twitter feed. He did a nice little uh, video uh, piece he put together breaking down that goal. It's well worth seeing the, all the different components of it and, and what a truly nice team goal that was. And we've, you know, we've gotten we had a game where Wednesday scored three goals. One was by the left wing back and two was by a central midfielder. They haven't even gotten, you know, the, the strikers really in on the action yet. And you look at that as a positive, I suppose. You can get goals from anywhere in the squad, but you can also look at it like this is very clearly an attack-minded team that is going to be vulnerable to the counterattack. You know, Portsmouth at times is setting up for it. And again, it's not a surprise when you start three very attack-minded midfielders and yes. three very attack-minded fullback. Like, that's just, again, we might see some different setups where it's more horses for courses, as they say. And you'll just play out. But again, the basic way Portsmouth were able to score, like, there's a lot of teams in this league that are going to play, try to play crosses to big dudes in the center. And it's not I was surprised it took the Cowleys that long to figure it out. It took it's them an be, entire half to figure out, hey, there's space behind Marvin Johnson and Don Mayorf and Jack Hunt are weak. It's going to be Forest Green yeah. Rovers. It's going to be Cheltenham Town. They're all going to try to play that way. So they, well, are, they, they may are not have to out the back line in those fizzing crosses to bring it back. Yeah, no, it's true. They we Not all the teams have the talent Portsmouth did. As you noted, they're 
you know, at least at worst, a top half team, probably a team that hopes to make the playoffs and they have some attacking talent um, and an attacking minded manager. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if Accrington Stanley is capable of building up play and getting that cross. They might need Maybe they to are, get one but... based on the way they played last year. So. <laughs> well, my, my word, my word, by the way, not that you asked is, uh, <clears throat> is optimistic. I am, uh, of course, no, of you, course never, you haven't asked me, yet. you haven't asked me yet, but yeah, if you can't tell, I'm very optimistic. I'm, um, again, I, it's a defense. Look, I, I'm going to say two out of three of those goals could have been prevented by more communication and just not falling asleep. Uh, it happens. It did happen, but I'm optimistic because obviously we can attack multiple ways. We've got a really good attacking midfielder. Who's creative, who's strong. Like you've already mentioned in fizzy, uh, fizzy, whatever. I'll go with fizzy. Um, and it, like, that's a great compliment to Barry Bannon, who's getting older up there in age, um, and perhaps has well, maybe lost a step, but, but the IQ and the brain is still there. He had a fairly quiet game. I think he did, time. but he can now be more, you know, comfortable as a connector, um, instead of maybe feeling a little more pressure to, to create, um, we can, you know, again, we can attack from multiple angles uh, from multiple ways. And the biggest thing for me. We didn't we didn't roll over and die when good, it looked like point, we should have and in past years we would have. We continued to fight. We continued to stay. Um, I don't want to say optimistic but again, but um, yeah, just didn't didn't lose hope, didn't lose focus at least I mean, I, in, yeah, in the midfield yeah. forward and uh, played really well. And I'll take three three to start the season especially when I feel like those errors in the back can and, and probably will get cleaned up. Yeah. I mean, to get the response they did after they got pinned back for the initial equalizer, I thought was great. And like, look, as soon as you go down three, two with two, again, I think bad mistakes at the back to, to lead to both goals. It's easy to just, you know, we've seen Wednesday kind of, sort of run around and do nothing or chase it and get you look at the Wigan game they chased it and got or the Wigan preseason game they chased it and got ended up being 4-1 and you know like look they tried to create opportunities and again it took a it took a little bit of a moment of brilliance there from Fizz but you know I think there's certainly as I said as I implied in the intro to the show it's not going to be boring this year if nothing else no that's fine yeah. Um, let me throw a little shade on Don Mayor for one more. I hope he's not uh, the guy I pick on all year. So I was very excited to realize last game, I had nothing but positive thoughts about Baz. And I've been so hard on him for the last couple of years. And I just was enjoying him so much uh, on Saturday. The fuck was up with Iorfa's like head high kick that possibly could have, or maybe even should have been a penalty with like eight minutes to go. Like, what were you doing? Yeah, oh, by the way, the referee, oh, was, the referee was was definitely good, in no. preseason form still. That league was one, rough. One he had no control. No control of that game. Um, hey, you know what? That was a that was a league one banger. That's what that was on Saturday. Yeah. That's that's exciting. Like I they said, that was my word. Like Gregory. I mean, I guess they have enough striker depth that they can just start Michael Smith and Josh Windass next game. But give fine. me so more bangers. Just one game. It's two yellows, so. 
just one. That was weird yellow, too, by the way. Can we talk about that for a second? That whole thing was weird. It was, it was very confusing. What? Uh, why? Why did he get a yellow for that? It was just a pretty standard, normal foul. Like maybe, ball. maybe he had gotten I beaten. Think was, I think it was because it was in an attacking position. Yeah, but the area. yeah, shirt, shirt pulled into the box. A second yellow for that just that feels like too much, and I didn't realize he had gotten. And it. he was getting fouled. <laughs> Yeah, I I thought that the only yellow was was to uh, was a Stockdale that got pissed ball, off and yeah. threw the ball. Like I thought yeah, I, from I the think start, there was, I think he gave out a second one. I think yeah. you're right. I just I just don't understand how that second one came out and why there was so James, much confusion. James Allen, who was there, did not had to like clarify with us. <laughs> Gregory had gotten. Oh well, they had the sub coming on too, which was weird. Yeah, it was very the whole, I think the sub was originally coming for Gregory too. Which who knows? Then that just threw everything off. Awesome. Five subs makes it all very confusing for me too. I'm I'm not opposed to it. I don't mind the five subs, but very weird that now the air conditioner that has been running constantly for the last few hours has shut off. At least you have one, man. In my basement, it's not yeah uh, not air conditioned, and I know Justin's mm-hmm. sitting in no air conditioning, so it is muggy. It's like a hundred degrees outside. Yeah, I am shirtless and sweating. So yeah. by the way. We should definitely, if he's going to continue to be shirtless, we should start a live stream because we will get multi. Oh, we get so many more views. I'll keep that in mind for uh, starting well, OnlyFans, New England edition. <laughs> I'll keep running. <laughs> On that note, we'll take a break. When we come back. We'll do the Wednesday news and preview the upcoming fixtures. <laughs> Now it's time for some Wednesday news. There's not much Wednesday news. Uh, Sayo Deli Shiru obviously made the League One team of the week because, I mean, did you watch the game, basically? <laughs> uh, yeah. And outside of that, yeah, not much Wednesday news to speak of. Uh, people, I've seen this on the internet. Again, I've been traveling the last couple of days and won't be traveling for the next few days. I'm paying super close attention. Uh, people having trouble... <laughs> ordering the kit from this year okay yeah i guess there's like some should have ordered ours yeah there you go some of us did uh, yeah it'll be showing up at my new place at some point all of yours out there put i believe on the chris right said mid-august mid-august yeah it's early august now so uh, looking forward to that we're getting there yeah i, I can't wait to ordering the new kit i did see they had the uh, the infant kit out for the the away kit for this year is out, and I was like, oh, I guess my child she hasn't quite outgrown last year's home kit yet. So I was trying to exhibit. Well, oh, that's fine. You got to grab one of them yellows, man. Yeah, I have no choice. No, you got to grab one of them it. yellows. I always wait for the sale at the end of the year. It's just it's worth waiting eight months to save thirty-five bucks or whatever. But sure, man, that I I didn't get to talk about it because I wasn't on the pod. But that yellow kid is. You gotta get a deli I'm machine on two. the back, probably. I really want a long sleeve. We'll see. I'm sure they'll have a long sleeve, man. They'll they'll have them. I want yeah. a long sleeve with the cuffs in that blue, like a nice thick mm. cuff in the blue. Uh, that'll be sweet. A nice jersey. Mm. We will, uh, let's and see. we'll yeah. see them this week. Yeah, MK Dons. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to. Get, I was going to get there, but 
We will see Sorry, the debut. Jeff. That's fine. I, it's, I, I may or may not have gotten there. I went backwards. I was Sunderland on early, early doors this so season. So were the Blues for Sunderland, yeah. I had this whole conversation with Patty last year, trying to figure out who wore red and who wore blue in the league. But the yellows will be out in full force this week against MK Dons, and we'll start there. So take it away, Justin. Uh, so everybody should remember from last year and just from general knowledge who Milton Keynes Dons are. They, uh, I only the got to the bar Milton with Keynes. Chris and Damien when it was 3 nothing. so... <laughs> Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was not the great. Uh, town of Milton Keynes was uh, formed in 1967. I think just an excuse to build more London plus suburbs. Um, so they just wanted to put something there. So uh, they manufactured uh, issues and stole uh, AFC Wimbledon's team and moved them to Milton Keynes, kept the nickname. Uh, Dons, um, and that happened in August of 2001. Um, and fuck them, like that's they're, they're the cursed child of uh English soccer. The problem is, is that again, people may or may not remember from last year, they are incredibly well run, uh, very forward thinking. Um, the, their coach is Liam Manning, who a lot of people have pegged to be a future Premier League manager. Uh, very similar modern style to what you see a lot of possession uh moving the ball out wide getting up the field quick they do so at an extraordinary rate uh last year they were top six in all of europe uh in progressive passing which is a stat that uh you can go look up exactly what it means but i think we've all got a pretty good idea of what it is uh Here's the problem with Milton Keynes this year. Uh, if you recall, they made the playoffs last year. They had Scott Twine, who was the uh, League One Player of the Year. Uh, some really good players in. Uh, they're all gone. Yeah. <clears throat> they sold all their players. Um, they lost last week one nothing to Cambridge <clears throat> with seven new starters on the team. They played uh, pretty good possession ball, the but squad did not just have that time to gel, Justin. They so they clearly do. Um, they lost Scott Twine, uh, League One Player of the Year. They lost Harry Darling, their cornerback. He was on the League One Team of the Year. He sold ended up at a pretty big club, right? If I recall, uh, Burnley for yeah, four yeah. million. So yeah. they got some money for him. They got a million and a half for Harry Darling. They had Troy Parrott on loan from Spurs last year. He's gone. Um, of the names that they've brought in, the one that everybody will recognize is Will Grigg, of course. He of the famous Northern Ireland uh, Wigan song, fire, Will yeah. Grigg on Fire. Uh, he is only 31 and he sucks. Uh, so he is not the big deal. But I'm just going to briefly read down the ages of their transfers that mm -hmm. they brought in. 22, 22, 20, 22, 24, 23, 2019. They went shopping in Ireland, picked up, uh, well, two Irishmen from Ireland uh, playing in the Irish League, and Connor Grant, who was uh, uh, pretty good for Rochdale last year. Yeah. Um, they got some good loans in. Basically, they're becoming a team that plays progressive, exciting football, and big clubs are willing to loan their studs to them to help them uh, learn to play modern, aggressive football. And young players are willing to sign there Imagine because that. they know that they'll get it. So I, I think we've got them at a good time, frankly. 
because they have not gelled um, and, and, you know, they don't quite seem to have their attacking nows together, which over the course of the year last year uh, made them pretty frightening. So even though we're going on the road, uh, I kind of like us to play a smarter, maybe more subdued game and uh, try to either take some of that possession from them or uh, put a lineup in that looks to quickly counter on them and, and see if we have enough speed to do that. And Corbino ended up there last year, right after the. He did end the year there. Yeah. I don't even know where he is. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know he went back to Wolves, but sure. there's no way he's playing in the Premier League this year. So that is NK Dons. Like, I, I think you're. Right. I like I like their chances to go there and get her get it like a three points. I really do. They do have to sort out the back line. I like to see Liam Palmer at right back. Or sorry, not right back at the right of the center back three. Just to play a little uh steadier back line, maybe. I would, especially on the road defensively. Like Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. Maybe a little more conservative in the back um, and look to, to spring counters um, against a team that, again, has will we'll have, you know, six, seven, eight players who were not starting for them last year. That I just want to okay. say that I actually disagree about shaking the back lineup okay. this early. I think that, uh, just my own opinion, but I think some people would agree that perhaps – <clears throat> they just need a little <laughs> need a little more time to gel, to gel. as we yeah. love to say here on this podcast this episode is yeah but but i mean honestly okay <laughs> so think about it your 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 very first match of the year doesn't work out the way you want it to uh players don't play as well as you want them to they didn't communicate well how do you get better like do you do that by just tearing it apart and saying hey we're just not going to do that or do you give it a chance here early on i I don't know, but I'd prefer to see the same back line, see what happens, and give them a chance. I think that's fair. I'm concerned with the way Iorfa came back last year. He wasn't great. Um, I mean, I just, I wasn't, you know, yeah. Everyone, really. He's had a lot of lower body injuries at this point, and a lot of his game is predicated on being able to leave big holes behind him because his pace was such that he could just run down anyone wanted to make that run through the channel to run across the you know the center back line and just you would okay you can you can make that run you can get that through ball but i'm gonna get you from behind basically and they weren't attacking down his side you know, and that's what they, they were picking him off as, as the guy to put the ball into. He was signed as a right back, right? Like he was never yeah. signed as the big lump in League One that just has to cut out the cross. So, Well, maybe we need that. I don't know. Evan, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to bench... Uh, I don't want to bench uh, Iorfa for the season or anything. Uh, I just, that was, that was a pretty tough game for him. <laughs> what it is, it, there's going to be conversation. You see Palmer in for Hunt instead of uh, Iorfa if you want to play a little bit more defensive minded and a little tighter against Ghana. I, I expect you'll see probably Will Box and 
center and midfield and some maybe buyer sits and they let Fizz well, play. I don't know. You know that Palmer is my choice. So yeah, for what of it's course. worth. I mean, of course. And after another tricky league fixture, we had to what is it what is it even now? I'm gonna just call it the League Cup. It's, it's always still, the League uh, Cup. It is League Cup. What is it called now though? Out of curiosity. The uh oh, it's called the Pizza Hut Pizza Hut Cup. No, no, that's a different one, Evan. Uh no, I think it's just called the EFL Cup. Marco's Pizza. The Carabao Cup, of course. We oh, knew yes, that. yes, it is literally an energy drink. Okay, the Carabao Cup. Again, uh Yankee Brown one is technically round one. Against uh old friends that the gritted teeth. Sunderland, take it away, Justin. I'm just going to read word for word what I wrote down for the preview. Mind you, it was a little bit after midnight uh, a couple days ago when I finished. I may or may not have been drinking. uh, But, uh, and I got to be honest too, the Don's preview took a long time. They had so many new people. Uh, So Sunderland at Hillsborough, uh, Carabao Cup. Seriously, who gives a fuck? What a shitty ass draw for a League Cup. I really want to remember the end of last season. You know the drill. They made no real interesting signings, and they drew 1-1 at home with Coventry last weekend. Can you feel the excitement? I love Cups, but this is dumb. At least they probably will not feel the full-strength side, but then we probably won't either. What a waste of a cup draw. Yeah. Yeah. I should have been like... uh, Next. (laughs) Talk about pizza here. That's... (laughs) No, no, it's not even fun. It's not even the fun pizza cups. At least three more pizza cup games. Do you guys ever get pizza, like chicken on your pizza? Just like a chicken pizza. Not chicken bacon ranch, but a regular pizza with just chicken. Okay. So the the, no is the short answer. (laughs) When I was in college, which was 20 years ago now, uh, the local pizza place did a barbecue chicken and feta pizza that we would get like every week and it was you can imagine what other things were going on while we were eating this barbecue chicken video games at 2 a.m video games yeah yeah starcraft land parties yes it was actually a little before my time but those did it literally actually happen it's like grand theft auto three probably or three so <laughs> whatever the show's not running long so i'll tell this story uh my freshman year of college uh I went and bought, so I have to put some context here. I went to Hampshire College in uh, Amherst, Massachusetts. And it's part of the five college system. So it's Hampshire, Amherst, UMass, Smith, and Mount Holyoke. And there's a bus system that uh, is free and goes through all the, the colleges and makes some other stops in Amherst proper. Pioneer Valley Transit Authority, what up? It is, yes. The the the. The famous one, yes. Uh, the PBTA. And there's a few different routes, but there was no direct route between Hampshire and the Hampshire Mall. As the story goes, uh, I went to a hippie college and the, they blocked the first bus that was supposed to be the direct route for, like, you know, protesting commercialism or whatever. 
So what you have to do is you have to take the Hampshire College bus to the UMass Amherst College stop and then take the connecting line to the Hampshire Mall. I did not have a car, so that's where we were. So I did this because I wanted to get an N64 and Mario Kart 64. I know I'm dating myself here. Oh, I actually need to get a TV. I had a CRT TV with a VHS thing built into it that I got to. I didn't have that college. <laughs> so I'm literally on the bus carrying an N64 with Mario Kart 64 and a probably like 19-inch CRT TV. And just standing at the bus stop with them and then carrying it back from the bus stop at my campus to my dorms. And I'm like, whatever. It was the middle of the day. I think it was like a weekend or something. So how do we get on this? Well, what do the kids do now? Video games? Yeah. That's what I did. Then I played Mario Kart 64. And I had a VHS. I could play like VHS tapes, which are the things that people did in 2000. What in the hell does that have to do with chicken pizza? Oh, because I, uh, I also at Hampshire College. Sitting here wondering the same thing. I don't know how oh, because people at Hampshire College eat pizza, so that's how we're tying it together. Stories <laughs> now, I guess, Evan, is what's happening. Okay, you're, you're people now. You're a college professor. I am. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'll probably have plenty of chicken pizza. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think they're place of N64 anymore, but yeah, yeah, we have an esports club on campus. Oh, really? That that makes sense. Yeah, they need an advisor. I've been strongly considering, but um, sports advisor. Yeah, but I don't think it pays enough. So, oh bullshit, dude! You got you got a solid stipend to like sit around and watch kids play video games. I think you can handle that. Can I'll, think, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. It'll pay. It'll pay the shipping for my my kit that I buy from England. <laughs> memory, aren't I? I don't even know what episode number this is at this point. One eight. It's one four. Hey, we're gonna get to 200 this year, boys. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's something that's gonna happen. This is, oh, I don't. I, I just realized I don't actually put the numbers on <laughs> the episodes. Let's this make is, one up. Uh, we'll, we'll, somebody does. Somebody does. This has been episode 180 something. The Owls Americast. Solid. 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 You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. You can go to show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. If you're actually listening to the show, I mean, it's the end of the season. We might have new people, but I expect you know where to get it. And wherever you do get the Owls Americas, we ask you rate and review the show. That's more Wednesdays. Find our ramblings. Spread the I word. Know, I know I said last week I'm not going to do like the outro, but I was just didn't have any questions at the time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm wing it, whatever. Yeah. Evan's on Twitter at Ohio Al. Evan, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on the state of Indiana? Um, boy, it's boring. There's not much there. Um, unless you get south, like Indianapolis is cool, yeah. Terre Haute is cool. I drove across uh, it like east west and it's actually like. <clears throat> fairly narrow which is not a yeah not see you're up north you're up north which is kind of the armpit right like fort wayne's okay but once you get north of that you're talking about gary and south bend and um through all those cities yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh indiana's cool gary has its own smell it's certainly it's certainly the little brother to ohio <laughs> hmm. 
Justin's on Twitter at Nunvonel. Justin, how many uh, goals do Wednesday have to score this week for you to do next week's show shirtless? I it, it's like zero, <laughs> ten, anywhere in between there. I'm assuming it will be hot as balls. Isn't it like and, a window uh, unit or something? Uh, it's a long story. Yeah. Uh, but you, you can't tell have... you what if we have uh, next week if we have as much time as we did this week, I will try to top your uh, PS4 story with my why I don't own an air conditioner story. It's an N64, not a PS4, which I never actually owned. I still have my PS2 somewhere. I think actually, there's like two games I only play on PS2. And Which ones? I'll tell Evan this off air, and we'll see you next week. 